so excited because back with us in the house, in the hizzy, Latoya, the sheriff of truth. What? You were gone for like a month. I've been gone for a month. You've been gone? You've been vacation, vacationing. I, You've yes. been living in alternate locale for a I've whole been month. I've in Europe, baby. It is amazing. Where they caught free health care, sort of. Free health care. <laughs> did you have some kind of scare there where you needed free health care? Oh, no, okay. no, no. It was just like if I get hit by a car. Oh, okay. You know, good. or yeah, fall sure. off a cliff and shit. Right, I was right. in the UK. Cool. Because they drive messy in London, so whatever. But I'm back. It's because you're a... You're, um, significant other is, is British. It is British and so you went back. So I went back and we had uh and my aunt flew in from Shanghai. Wow. So our family's kind of connected and we had cool. this beautiful we uh, had this beautiful house that we stayed in in uh, South London. Wow. And it was nice. It was pretty. You don't ate- sound, you don't have that stupid accent. You didn't come back with it. I, I didn't surprise. come back with this, love. Oh, you, oh. It looks, it works. I can't, I can't, I can't do I it. Can't but do, it wo- I can't do it. works so well for you. I could actually <laughs> see you being on a show like Skins or something. Oh, right. Actually, you know? I like that show. Yeah, I like that show. Yes. Kids having sex. Love it. Love it. Um, so you were gone. And, that and then made me you sad. were gone in Mexico, though. I was gone for I'm 10 sure days. I'm sure everybody yeah. knows, but yeah. yeah. Well, we're going back because, I, I, I mean, it, it was so funny because Jonathan and I were like, all right, after the festival, we need to go somewhere because I'm going to be all stressed and I'm going to deserve it. After the festival, I'm going to deserve right, right. a week somewhere. And I was like, what's our budget? And we decided, okay, $1,500 is our budget. So we started, and I said, I don't want to fly more than three hours. So we started looking on Virgin. And we had three different trips planned. We were either going to go back to the place that we came from. Right. Exactly the same. Or we were going to go skiing in Salt Lake City. Mormons. Because uh, we could stay in an Airbnb that's right on the bus line. And you spend like three bucks and put your skis on the bus. And it drives you all the way up Little Cottonwood. And we could ski. Mm-hmm. And we'd ski like three days out of five. And it'd be like $300 a piece for lift tickets. And staying there would be really cheap. Blah, blah, blah. So we were like, okay, we can go to Salt Lake City for five days. We can go to Mexico for seven, or we can do the Steve Pogey. We were going to fly to St. Louis for like three days and then fly with him to New Orleans for four days. But then we were like, and then we'd fly back. And it all, so any of these options, the seven day Pogey, the the five day skiing or the seven day Mexico were all three and a half hour max flights. They all, all of that would be $1,500 for the two of us combined. And we just kind of had to decide. Mexico. What, we would decide to go to Mexico, yeah. And this sounds so stupid. People are like, ah, fuck you, rich little. No, the poor people can vacation too. I'm telling you, the two of us for seven days, $1,500 all told. Just have a motherfucking passport. That's all. Right, exactly. Just well, get a motherfucking passport. The Virgin America nonstop from SFO to Cabo is was 140 each way. Damn. Right. Gee, exactly. And by the way, I flew on Virgin too. Love Atlantic. Virgin. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be Alaska, but I don't have a problem with Alaska any, either. So They better not change shit though. Speaking of merging, we have a lot of things to talk about today. We got to catch up. We have up. so many things. Fucking hell. Uh, it's crazy. Um, couple important things to note. Number one, um, they did a study and they found that President 45's uh, linguistic abilities are that of a fourth grader. <laughs> The words that he uses and the repetition that he uses because he doesn't know what to fucking say because he's an idiot. Like smart. He's like, like smart. He's like, like huge. But, I'm then, a, but then he's I'm, huge. I'm like smart and a stable genius. So exactly. So then he talked about being a genius. So then all this fake news, <laughs> fake news, fake news came about him having 159 IQ. There's no, that's all, there's no Horseship. proof. It's all fake news. 
He does big. not have a. I don't, they, they've never had any real numbers come Dumb out on him. A rock. And not that the IQ makes a difference, anyways. Oh. Like I have a genius IQ, but that doesn't mean people take me seriously. Oh wait, I have a vagina too. I'm sorry. <laughs> but my, my my thing is this: if the people, especially the American folks, because the rest of people in the world, I think, understand. But American people, you know, when someone has to repeat themselves and have to. Get cry for so much attention and say that I'm a smart person. Right. You know they're a dumb motherfucker. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, Duh. I think he doth protest too much. Yeah. They, but they came out with um, his language that he uses <laughs> is that of a fourth Look grader. The way he uh, so spells. Trump speaks at a fourth grade level, the lowest of the last 15 presidents. Damn. Yeah, this is just a new thing that came out with Newsweek. How exciting. Presidential vocabulary by grade level. The Flesh Kincaid grade level. Uh, President 45 who boasted over the weekend that his success in life was a result of be- of being like really smart. <laughs> Quote, like? being like really smart. Some valley girl. Communicates at the lowest grade level of the last 15 presidents according to a new analysis of the speech patterns of presidents going back to Herbert Hoover. Damn. So we can look at the, there's a pretty little thing here and it says that Hoover had an 11.3 grade level on the Fleisch Kincaid grade level. So almost, almost high school. He's almost senior. Obama was 9.7. He's in third place of uh, the biggest and best vocabulary. Ford and Eisenhower are combined but 9.4 they are each uh, sitting there that's funny because Ford was clumsy well they pushed him and the thing is do we think that he was that way because Chevy Chase played him on Saturday Night Live like the only <laughs> knowledge I have of Ford is that everybody thought he was a bumbling idiot and I think that's only because of the way that they portrayed him on SNL which is kind of sad because it's I mean really it's well, the only I, I definitely know him because of his wife Right, Betty Ford. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's where you get your rehab. Absolutely. Clinton was right after Nixon. Oh, they were all tied at a 9.4. Nixon, Eisenhower, and Ford. Uh, Clinton, 9.3. Kennedy, 8.8. Reagan, 8.0. Oh, wait, wait, wait. With that Reagan, though, that shouldn't... That shouldn't be fair well, no, because the, second term, that nigga started getting Alzheimer's and forgetting shit. Well, now, here's the thing, too, is that it's the vocabulary that they okay. use is what okay. they're being judged on. Vocabulary. Now, it, so it's this Fleisch-Kincaid grade level based on the patterns of speech that they use. Okay. Now, I think that presidents also should speak at an eighth grade level so the rest of the dumbasses in America <laughs> can understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, you should, you should speak. I mean, okay. I, I always made fun of George W. Come on, English like, teacher. Well, and I'd say I, I shouldn't be smarter than the president. Like, I should feel like the president is much smarter than me. That should be a thing that I feel as... He wasn't bright. And, but George Bush didn't seem like a bright person, but it's their speech writers, too. The question is, is if their, their speech writers should be writing at like a seven... Grade, a seventh grade level, I would think, so that that you could get the large swath of people to understand what they're saying. I mean, you're trying to communicate with the people, and our people are pretty dumb. Pretty much. Pretty. Uh, but Trump is the very bottom here with 4.6. <laughs> right above him at 5.9 is Truman. Damn. And above that, both Bushes. So this is, says, the analysis assessed the first 30,000 words each president spoke in office and ranked them on the Fleisch-Kincaid grade level scale 
and more than two dozen other common tests analyzing English language difficulty levels. Trump clocked in around mid-fourth grade, the worst <laughs> since Harry Truman, who spoke at nearly a sixth grade level. At the top of the list were Hoover and Jimmy Carter, who were basically at an 11th grade level, and President Barack Obama yeah. in third place with a high ninth grade level of communicating with the American people. The Fleisch-Kincaid scale was developed in 1975 for the U.S. Navy to assess the relatively difficult, the relative difficulty of training manuals, a database of Trump's words compiled by the incomparable fact base ran the comparative analysis yesterday in response to the president's claim that he is a genius. Uh, Trump has been swinging back hard against the record allegations in Michael Wolff's bombshell new book that members of his own team called him dumb and a dope. In a Saturday morning tweet, Trump reminded people that he was elected to the presidency on my first try. Which is false, by the way. On my first try. By yeah. the way, I just want to remind, I don't know why the media hasn't um, even acknowledged this. He ran for president in 2000. Right, it was 98, or, yeah, it was 2000. It was 2000, so yeah. no, it, it he didn't. It wasn't your first try. So yeah. I wish people like, no, he did not win on he, his first try. He can't remember 17 years ago. <laughs> I, okay, I love trying to pretend there's his, his voice. I think that, I think that would qualify, not as smart, but genius. And a very stable genius at that. He also tweeted that throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. Like really smart. Like really, really like smart. Really, really smart. Like what the fuck was here is like? his Here is his tweet, tweet the other day. Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful business to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. In comments at Camp David later, he added that he was a very excellent student and came and came out and made billions and billions of dollars, ran for president one time and won. Oh, by the way, he had a million dollar handout, so he didn't earn that money. Yeah, so. I know. What we could do with a million dollars, right? You inherited your daddy's business. Boom. Yeah, it's, I mean... <laughs> one big walking contradiction. Well, it's... Full of stupidity. It's, it's how I under it's how I understand Marxism is that you, nepotism doesn't exist in Marxism. You have no one to give anything to, therefore there's no reason to hoard anything in a in like a greedy manner or a fashion because I'm really what I'm worried about my kids and my children. I'm building the future for my children's children and my children's children's children. Well, if we all as a fucking group got together, we could take care of everybody instead of just your children. Everyone's children. How about, like, just the selfishness and the narcissism? I cannot, and I don't know if I can get in trouble for this, but I can't wait for him to get assassinated. Like, I will. Oh, she said that. I can't wait. He is the worst person. He is the worst person alive. He hates women. He bases everything on the way people look. He still still talks about the way people look. He still, when he is saying important things, he talks about the way people look. Like, she's a fat pig. Or, it's your junior higher. How do we let a junior high boy... Don't insult junior high students. I know, don't insult junior high boys. Some of them are very nice. Some of them are smarter. I mean, like 
smart. I am really, really smart. Like, like real smart. He's the worst man. Yo. Because he's a stereotypical man who thinks he's the best and everyone's supposed to follow him and everything he says is right. He's not even saying anything. He didn't even know what he was talking <laughs> about when they were going through the tax reforms. They're going through the tax reforms and he's talking about the DACA stuff and a clean DACA bill versus a non-clean DACA bill. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what a clean bill is. He doesn't know what a bill is. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's never been a politician. Basically, we're saying that all the knowledge that everybody's had all this time in poli sci, anyone who's gone to school and gotten a political science degree. Or read a book. Well, or read a book about He doesn't like science. to read. But people go to school to learn politics. Okay, so this, I mean, we can, we'll, we'll finish this up. I, I hate him so much. He represents everything that I think is wrong with the world. Being a selfish prick, talking constantly about how great you are, and not doing anything. He's a champion of mediocrity, but for some reason, money is money is everything. Money is everything. But you know what? what? It's not. Is well, it? Is it? Is it true? Are we all just going to say that everything is money? We're that basically it negates all of our humanity. Humanity is nothing. If money is everything, then humanity is nothing. Then we might as well just start eating each other and murdering each other in the streets because we have no worth. We're not important unless we're rich. Might as well just kill all um, the drug addicts, kill them, kill all the, the black people, Republican kill Party. all the poor people, <laughs> just kill them because they're not worth anything. Because that's what. But this isn't me saying this. This is what how I think they see us. Unless you're rich, you're not a person here anymore. No, you're not. But that's been the whole thing. The whole, the, the whole. We've been trying. Black people been trying to tell y'all. Yeah, I just got. It's just like I'm like, look, I'm woke now. It's like, it's like we've been trying to tell y'all. Yeah. Like, and now white people getting shot by police too. Whoa. We've been trying to tell y'all. We're not. Y'all yeah. so hard headed. We've been trying. To, it's going. What affects us is going to get you right back too. Right. Yeah. Y'all, y'all. We're trying to tell y'all during the crack epidemic. Right. Now look. Now look. See white folks. We try. Yeah. Mm -hmm, hard head, soft ass. I mean, it's even the fentanyl thing. It's even, it's gone. It's so, we know so much about And these Republicans now. that some of y'all people would like vote for ain't in your best interest. Ain't, ain't for small business. But at least it's, they it's, know, it, at least they're real politicians. At least they know what they're doing. At least they understand. Yeah, they're fucking up. And now look at them. They sucking on his dick now for real because right. they know this dude's got dementia and is mentally fucking unstable. So, 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 so I'm they take advantage. Stable. Now they're like, oh, well, this dude, this nigga crazy, but you know what? We're going to get what we can try to get from him because he'll sign anything. I mean, he's willing to let go of the wall now, he's even saying. He's like, yeah, the wall, we don't need the wall. And then his base is going to turn on him. Mm. I, I, you know what? Everyone's going to have a wake up call. And all the colored people, minus those who are getting deported, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am sorry. But, you know, I'm black, so this was my deportation coming here uh, <laughs> but we're gonna sit back we're gonna take back the house in 2018 because now black women got a voice because we didn't we voted for doug jones in alabama now people are going to pay attention to us we're going to get the house back and then we're going to try to get that motherfucker out well yeah simple as that namaste well and now here's the thing though <laughs> is that he isn't a, we've known this he's not a qualified politician he has no idea what he's doing he's he's running around willy-nilly with our future millions of people could Twitter be killed fingers. because of the the north korea thing my button's bigger than your button Who why are you taunting an insane person why are you saying some bullshit why? Like that? there is no button there's no there's literal no button. button it's like well i'm using simile and metaphor to prove my point about how big my dick is rocket man to fucking kim jong-il do you know that 
<laughs> fucking with crazy people. We could be at, in a huge war. We could, you, he just doesn't even, it's like he lives in a fantasy world because he doesn't know what he's doing because he really he's thinks, not a real politician. He really thinks this is a TV show. Really I, I really think show. he thinks it's like the Truman Show, but with him, and he really thinks it's a TV show because when they they came out with that meeting yesterday that he had televised with the Democrats and the Republicans and talking about DACA and right, the right, law, right, 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 right. And he basically, that whole show was to see how mentally stable he is and how he could negotiate when you know that you can't trust a lunatic like him because he's going to flip on you. Right. He has no loyalty toward anybody. Right. And that includes these dumb motherfuckers who are sucking his dick, the Republicans, that are like trying to get anything from him. He's going to flip on you too. So now the Republicans and the conservatives are mad because he made a deal with the Democrats going to ho uh, hopefully sign anything about DACA. Right. So now the Letting conservatives are mad. 700 thousand people stay yeah exactly but the kids, Democrats kids who were dragged this is the thing that's crazy about DACA these kids didn't have a choice right they weren't born here so they aren't naturalized but they were they were somewhere else and they were children and their parents brought had to them escape. here. They had to escape what they had to escape with their parents. When they know? came with their parents so they had right. no it wasn't like they were saying boy I want to go live illegally in the United States yeah because let's do it. They didn't they they were they the did diapers. not have the option, but then oh, now they're adults. I feel like they've been here. They, they get, get to something. Stay. They get to stay. And, I, and the what same for the, the 200,000 uh, El Salvadorians as well. See, we know what if this is. If you're going to get murdered in your country, we should, that's like, that's like refugee shit. We should be taking it's people that, for that. You know what this is. They're trying to get the brownies out. They're going to get, they're trying to, they're getting the Muslims, they're getting the, they're getting Latinos, and that, and that includes Puerto Rico. You too, you still ain't got no lights. Why? That's a goddamn shame. I don't understand See, you going after brown people first, or Muslims, brownies, black people. We've been on this target for a while. And then he's going to get the homosexuals. Right, right. <laughs> he's good. But then what's left? If you... You, get, you already got the women. I, just, I know, and we're just like... <sighs> well, I mean, at least the smart white ones. You didn't <laughs> get that. <laughs> that people voted for him. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just keep talking about how dumb he was. Uh, collected interviews, speeches, press conferences from previous presidents. Uh, using material publicly available from presidential libraries, including the University of California, Santa Barbara's American Presidency Project, which contains presidential press conferences going back to Hoover in 1929. Okay, so they put all this together. The words were run through a variety of lexicological analysis besides the flesh Kincaid, and results were the same. In every one, Trump came out dead last. Trump also uses the fewest unique words. 2,605 of any president. Obama was the best at 4,869 and uses words with the fewest average syllables with 1.33 per word compared to positively multisyllabic President Hoover at 1.57. By every metric and methodology tested, Donald Trump's vocabulary and grammatical structure is significantly more simple and less diverse than any president since Herbert, Herbert, Herbert Hoover. When measuring off-script words, that is, words far less likely to have been written in advance for the speaker, Fact at Fact Bay CEO Bill Frischling wrote, The gap between Trump and the next closest president is larger than any other gap using flesh Kincaid. Statistically speaking, there is a significant gap. <laughs> the White House is furious at Wolf's book, Fire and Fury, but the book made a compelling case that the West Wing insiders 
do not have confidence in the president. National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster reportedly called Trump an idiot with the right. intelligence of a kindergartner back in November. Right. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson reportedly called the president a fucking moron. <laughs> End quote. And Trump's National Economic Council chief Gary Cohn allegedly wrote in an email that the White House was in chaos. Quote, it's worse than anything you can imagine. An idiot surrounded by clowns, Cohn wrote. Trump won't read anything. Not one-page memos, not the brief policy papers, nothing. He gets up halfway through meetings with world, in, with world leaders because he is bored and his staff is no better, end quote. One member of that staff, Stephen Miller, oh, this clown. had to be physically escorted from CNN's CNN. <laughs> State of the Union talk show on Sunday in a dispute with host Jake Tapper. You should have saw that shit. Miller declined to discuss specific issues, but repeatedly defended the president. You well, should, that shit. Was well, let's hilarious. look it up. Let, yeah. Look it up. Look it up on that thing, and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get it going. Funny. And by the way, I mean, first of all, his staff. What is wrong with them? It's like they're in a cult. Yeah, they're in a cult. It's like Absolutely. a fucking cult. It, it's that's creepy as fuck too. Like it's yeah. Whatever, whatever we'll say. We'll, whatever, whatever he says, say, we're daddy. gonna support it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, daddy. I mean, it's all about power. I, I but, love that thing at the end though that he just gets up out of meetings with world leaders because he's bored. Because he's bored. Oh. You're bored? Oh, you're you're bored with politics, sir? You're... You, it's because you didn't know what you, you're getting into. Now, see, now this is what I wanted to bridge to the whole... I read all of Oprah's speech that she had at the Golden Globes last Sunday, and it was a great speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful speech, and she is a lovely and wonderful actor, and I love her. And I love Oprah. She gives people cars. And she's wonderful. And God love Oprah, okay? But... We are American people. You, we are believing in the cult of celebrity. I know it's 2018, and we still think that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. Okay, Mm -hmm. she's wearing a wig and she's an actress. We don't. Uh, We don't. But we're the the thing is that we're deciding. So we, the cult of celebrity, it, yeah, it's down at the bottom. There's um, iTunes. It, you've got to, you've got to, All right. Sorry about that. We're, um, we're talking about Oprah and like her, first of all, she's not going to run. I don't think she's going to run. I think that people are just getting their panties in a bunch. I think that everyone is excited because she had a great speech and the fact that the matter that it was, it was a beautiful speech. It was a touching moment. But the bitch ain't going to run. I don't understand why everyone's getting so excited about it. But this story is going to die by the, by Friday. And there'll be a new new one. Because Donald Trump will probably fuck that up for us. See, I knew this shit was hard. Ah. I, we're having some technical fun stuff. I'm trying to learn on the new computer. As I'm observing and learning. There it is. All right. Now we're on to right. something. Now we're, now we're rolling. Sorry uh, about The that. cult of celebrity, though, it's killing me. Uh, Oprah had a good speech, so now we want her to be president? What is wrong with you? This is what Trump ruined everything, is that we just threw politics out the window. There are people who 
devote their lives to learning about politics, to studying it, to being a senator, to being part of government, to being a part of being a public servant, not to being a narcissistic fuckbag who goes, I'm the president now. We can't let celebrities... Why are we do? What is wrong with us that we're saying so? They're actors. They're not real people. I mean, she did make her own billion dollars, and she is. A she, and she's and, great, and, and, she's, and she does have her own. She's school. a billionaire, and, but but if she wants to be the president, she needs to give away, divorce herself from her business. She needs to immediately run for senate. She needs to or be a House of Representative. Something. If she wants to be the president, and she's smart, the first thing she will do is divorce herself from all of her money, and and. And from all of her businesses and make it like that is that and this is this because that's the whole problem with Trump is that he makes money because he's being the president right now do you but, see like it's a conflict of interest oh because it's a big conflict of interest celebrity like you can be a politician like a celebrity politician but Ronald you don't want to be a celebrity who becomes a politician no like John F. Kennedy was actually like he's a good-looking guy, but he wasn't an actor. He was a politician. He's a politician. Their whole family, the Kennedys, they've been in politics for years, and they've been. But was well, Trump's father was a Nazi, so I guess he understood some <laughs> politics. But his cronies, though, they're fucking weirdos. Like his his staff. Like who's the one that looks like Miss Piggy? That she's a. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders oh. like she has no soul she's the um, communication not well, communication Jonathan went to high school with one of Steve, his top guys Stephen Miller who's the this guy, guy. Who gets thrown off yeah, yeah 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 this guy what a yeah, twat yeah let's Let's Ready? listen to this. Let's listen yeah, to this. This is Steven Miller or Steve Miller on uh, Jake Tapper. Getting kicked off. We'll see if they give us a commercial or if we go straight in. Okay. Oh, phenomenon was happening that you didn't see. Look, he's dead in this Phenomenon was happening that the rest of the political class didn't see. All these so-called political geniuses in Washington, whether it be at the big lobbying firms or the only many person of the who's called himself a genius in, in the last week is the president. But the, the, which because happens to be a true statement. Okay, a self-made billionaire who revolutionized reality TV and, and who has sure changed the course of our politics. He's watching and he's happy that you said that. But you know, Jake, you can be no, no. You can my, be condescending. I'm and, not being no, condescending. I'm trying no, to get to the point be, that Steve Bannon. You can be condescending. That was a snide remark. You're sure he's watching and he's happy. Let me tell you something. Why is Your that network. You can look. You can be as condescending as you want. It's part of your M.O. But listen, the, you can have. 24 7. I, I have no idea why you you're attacking have, me. Well, I'll my, explain my, to my, you. My yeah, point I'll, is, I'll tell you why I'm attacking Steve Bannon, you. Steve you can Bannon, have, Jake, you can have a 24 push 7. the president's travel ban. He but helped, I, he helped I'm, pull, pull I'm out. I'm so glad you brought that up because just, that's one of the fake Steven, news items Steven, in the book. Steven. I would happen to know better than you would, Jake, about well, how the travel ban was written. Let me Steve, just, Bannon, Steve Bannon didn't push the travel if ban. If you would let me ask this question. Because you have 24 hours of negative anti Trump hysterical coverage on this network that led in recent weeks. Is some spectacularly think, embarrassing false reporting. I think the from viewers your right now can ascertain. No, who's the being viewers hysterical. are entitled my, to have my, three months of the truth. Why don't you just give me three minutes to tell you the truth about Donald Trump that I know, and then all of our campaigns? Because staff it's know, my show, and, and I don't all, want to do that. So this isn't a Stephen, courtroom, and I have Stephen, a right to settle speak. down. Settle down. Calm down, Jake. I have a question for you about issues. Stephen Bannon, who the president says. Uh, had nothing to do with his presidency. He was part of the president's travel ban. He was part of pulling out of the Paris climate deal. He was part of withdrawing from the TPP. He's part of border security. He's t part of being tough on okay, immigration. So you want me to go through He's part the list? of No, I don't want to go through, but my point is is it okay. really the position 
of the Trump White House that Steve Bannon had nothing to do with the presidency? Or can you acknowledge the reality that he was a key player? I think that what the point is is that his role has been greatly exaggerated, whereas the president hasn't gotten the due that he deserves for the movement that he put together to tap into the kinds of people whose life concerns don't get a lot of attention on CNN. Oh, Whoa! They didn't show him. They didn't. Yeah. See, see if you can Damn look it. for the rest. The rest of that. Uh, that's the guy that went to high school with my boyfriend. Yeah, he's and a white supremacist. My boyfriend said Jonathan, the wonderful Jonathan, uh, and Melissa was there too. Knew this uh, bag of twats. Actually, that's I love twats. Uh, he's a he's a bag of dicks. Uh, they said even back then he was a soulless loser who was just a horrible person and and just not not a good not a good person. No, he he's a piece of shit and he is willing to sell his soul. Yes, yeah, selling his soul. I wonder he, how much he gets paid for money. And it, here's a funny thing is like after you know this impeachment or if Trump gets a stroke from eating all them hamburgers and drinking mm. all that diet coke. I hope so. I um, hope so. Who's gonna hire these people? They don't realize they're going to lose their power, right? Once they're out of the White House, like, Sean Spicer can't get a job right now. Right. Absolutely. You well, know, I mean, yeah. someone will hire them, but they won't be respected. There's no respect there after that. The majority... I don't know. I feel like once you're famous, you're he, famous. he has He's at, like, 32%. Yeah, it's low. That is low. the lowest it's that low. it's ever been in any president. He's it's, never been 50. It's, it's, it's important for us to realize that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that he's an idiot and that we fucked up and it, it's too bad we're not getting rid of him yet and we already discussed even in his first three months of presidency there was already conflict of interest with him making money sending people to Marl de Lago and using right. state having advertising the on this on the the state website the the, the make America great uh, great again hats and shit all, yeah. I mean, all of it yeah he's that was the first month last year <laughs> Yeah, but so we know that he's Mueller's gonna get him. I mean, I, I, I think he's gonna get he. There's some blackmail and there's some money laundering shit. I'm it sure. Well, he still never showed us any of his, his taxes. Uh, taxes. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. Duh, you, we know why he's not going to because it has some Russia shit. Oh, it has some Russia PP on it. I bet that. I bet that there really is. I bet that he yes. has like plane tickets and all kinds of oh, weird stuff. Oh, he's got some they shit at. on that tax. Yeah, he's got some. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean come we're just. On. I mean, we have no idea. Just we'll try I, not to. I know. We'll try not it, to slander it's just, people, it's, but it's yeah, too please. easy as a puzzle to put together. It, it's it is. Like You're watching, right. It's like watching right. a crime thriller. Like you know that this, you know, you know this dude's gonna get you caught. You know it right? was the chauffeur. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know it was. The, the I mean, be, and these people are dumb. Well, they can't even lie right. He, if there are things that are recorded that are said that they retract on they contradict themselves their vocabulary is terrible well it's because he's that's the thing is he's not really a politician he's just a celebrity he's and so what we need to look at as american people or why are we so caught up in celebrity that we put it at the forefront of everything I'm Why would we do that? I don't do understand that? that. I don't understand You've that. You've got Ben Affleck wants to Affleck wants to yeah. get into politics. You've got Matt Matt Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. Like and the Rock Ronald, even talked about right the for Rock. Press. I'm yeah, like, come on, this rock? is this is real life, yo. This is real. And even two politicians, because there are some dumb politicians out there. There are some really dumb quack boxes out there for real. Um, I don't you. You need experience to any job. 
again, I've used this metaphor yeah. before. Yeah. You, if I can't do brain surgery if I never went to med school. Right. So right. why am I going to perform brain surgery on somebody and I don't have any experience? Right. It's like it's like. <laughs> Uh, someone saying, I love to eat pussy, and now I'm the head of obstetrics at Kaiser. <laughs> like, I've been eating pussy for so long. I love looking at it. Love sm- I, I love it. it. I get in there like a speculum, but now I'm I'm the head of obstetrics. I look at it all at day. At Kaiser. Yeah, just all just the time. All of, and but I don't know what to do with I don't, it. Well, yeah, I mean, I know what to do with it. I just don't know how to keep it healthy. Yeah. You know, like, like you can look at it all day. And be like, oh, I can touch how it. does a baby come out of this? But it's it's the same thing when he had the, the Supreme Court nominee oh, a couple weeks ago, who's a lawyer who's never tried, tried. a case right. and who, who didn't know what like a habeas corpus was or something. And they're like, why are you being so combative with your questions? They're like, I didn't mean to be combative. We were just asking him about his history as a lawyer. So it's the same thing. It's like. Hey, you're a lawyer who's never practiced law. You should be uh, on the Supreme Court. Right, right. You love to eat pussy. <laughs> you should be that of obstetrics of Kaiser. Or like you really love sports cars. So why don't you work on jet plane engines? Like, I just love the way things you know, move. You just mentioned something that's the scary part about this administration. This uh the uh, judges, him trying to appoint oh, yeah. judges. Oh, yeah. That's the dangerous part. Yeah, this idiot can be gone in four years and nothing's going to happen because nothing's happened in the past year. Hey, everybody, what happened in the past year? Nothing. He got nothing done. <laughs> nothing happened. Tried to repeal Obamacare. Tax cuts. Tax cuts. All that happened was that he's ruining things, but it's okay. You know, Clinton, We when Clinton wasn't president, we didn't have a deficit. Remember that? Now we have trillions of dollars in deficit again. a bigger one, too. And it's going to keep getting bigger because he's giving more money to the rich people because that's trickle-down stimulus. Fuck you. We know it didn't work. Trickle-down economics does not work. We learned that not Even, too long ago. We've learned it. We've learned it through. We keep learning it. The, the way to make money is to fund another war and fund the war machine and get lots of jobs. But we don't want to. But that's the thing is the American people are like, we don't want to be at war. We're not. You can't confuse us like World War II and go, there's a huge enemy that we should fight because they're killing Jews. We don't have that right now. There isn't like a polarizing, you know, evil leader. We're like, we just want to smoke weed in California. Just like, you're the evil ones. Like, like, anyways, I I just want some fucking peace, man. So I think that what's going to happen, well, the, the bummer is that if this could just slide right by and we know he's a retarded idiot we know he's not a genius and we like know really he has smart. we know he's not like really smart we know that he's okay but he can fuck it up for 4 years and it's cool we can fix it but what we can't fix is lifetime appointees to yep. the supreme fucking court we've already got neil gorsuch such gore is upon us if we get another person they're going to overturn roe v wade why what do any of them have uteruses i don't i don't see how it behooves anyone to to make us have babies. Like it doesn't help anyone to ruin people's lives and to make them do what they don't want to do. Why would you force people to do something they don't want to do? How do you engender loyalty to your government if you're forcing people to do things against their will that suck? Like what the fuck? Anyway, I'm just, well, I just don't get it anymore. I'm so the, confused. The, the courts of, uh, the, uh, the uh, other courts. Uh, oh yeah, all the, the district, district courts. The district courts. And, sure. Like right now. Okay, so he had those fucking morons that you just mentioned uh, that had no fucking experience. Um, 
that failed. So now the new appointees are some, uh, there's one dude from, uh, South Carolina who is a hard, hard, uh, right winger who who believes in gerrymandering and basically he's been subjugated to like voter uh uh basically interfering with people's voting rights and yeah, especially black people yeah. so he's one of those crackers <laughs> um, and then there's another one I believe she's female and she's a hard anti-LBGTQ oh. so we got now we're heading toward the bigotry I mean like like on the real I just don't I really I don't understand why in why the government should care about anybody's genitals and what they decide to do with them. If I want to take my girly parts and bump them up against another girly part and get some cool double dildos in the house, it's not your fucking business. Whatever. It's not your business. You don't have to watch unless you want to. Right. And there's enough porn. If you want to watch, you can watch whatever you want. And it's going to cost you. It's going (laughs) to, yeah, no more net neutrality. It's going to cost you for porn now. Oh, that's another thing. God damn, we're just going through it. it. We're just going through it. We're all through it. We're moving along on the AltaCast. I mean, and then my thing is these Republicans, why are you so scared about like voters' rights and shit? Why? Because people are voting against y'all because you're afraid that maybe the left might I don't know persuade other people to come on in and the right people might be like oh shit they're fucking us so let's vote for a democrat so, or an independent here, y'all getting scared here's a here's here's a thing that happened today to me on my way here i decided to walk today because in december i didn't get a bus pass just because i wanted to walk and i because i knew i would be eating a lot so i was like i'm gonna walk exercise yeah so i basically was i mean it's it's three miles from my house to here so oh, wow. so i was walking like once a day three miles a day no big deal just so i could drink more during the holidays blah 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 but today on my walk I'm walking in this one neighborhood where where the health services are and these two Asians come up to me and they're old and they said, uh, health services. And I said, oh, you need to get the health services. I said, which ones, food stamps or Medi-Cal? And they're, oh, Medi-Cal. I said, oh, okay, yeah, it's on Harrison. It's across from the, and we were on we were on Howard, so I was like, two blocks to Harrison. Turn right, it's right across from the Costco. It's like, oh, Costco, Costco. And I said, it's a big brick building. Great, I was like, Medi-Cal, yay. Because... Medi-Cal is awesome. Why don't we want to keep people healthy? What the fuck is wrong with you Republican fuckfaces? Why do you want old people to be sick? What is wrong with you? And babies. Why? why? Okay, here's the thing. For me today, I'm on Medi-Cal, okay? Because I only make $1,000 a month and it pays my rent and I run this great station and I get to be an artist. And yay me. And I work really hard, but I just don't make money because no one values art. It's fine. Someday maybe. Whatever. Not the point. We the point is that on Monday, my boob was hurting so much and I was feeling it and you know like when you feel your boob and you don't know what you're supposed to feel right. so like I'm palpating my boob like you're supposed to I'm like oh this is weird and I'm like ow this really hurts it still hurts but um, I felt you know a little thing Uh-oh. and I she went to lose my fucking mind I don't lose my mind I stay calm and I call up Maxine Hall which is where I get my stuff and I say hey uh, and they have me talk to a nurse and I'm like my left boob is really sore underneath and I'm feeling it and I don't know what to feel but I think I feel a lump but I don't know what to feel because they never have me like right. they never tell you what you're supposed to feel now right. I know it should feel like if it feels like the tip of your nose inside your boob, bad. Oh, shit. Here's what I learned, though. If it hurts, it's not cancer. That's what the doctor told me. But here's the point. I freak out. It's 10 in the morning. My boob hurts. I call up because I've got Medi-Cal. I had an appointment at 4 o'clock. I went in. I was out by 4.15. She touched my boob, and she told me, she was like, we don't even tell people to to 
uh, do self breast exams anymore because everyone thinks they have cancer and they don't. <laughs> so it's too, it's too scary for them. So we're like not even teaching it anymore. Oh really? And right. That's and they're what I learned. exactly. It was weird, but the great thing is that thank God for Obama, that I was scared and I thought something was wrong with me, and I got to go see a doctor. I didn't have to pay anything. It Immediately. Was, well, I didn't have to. I'm on Medi-Cal, so I don't have to pay anything. I know, but you do, you went immediately. I went immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I can even go like to ER or I can go to, um, to what is it called when you drop in services or I've gotten like outpatient, like, outpatient. They've got stuff. I mean, I thought I was going to have to get a mammogram, but she's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. She's like, you don't need one till you're like, they do them at 50 now. She's like, you're 43, oh, you're fine. So it's not 40 anymore. Yeah. Oh. They moved it up because it hurts so much for 40 year olds. And when you get older, your tissue gets more fatty, saggy anyways. So it doesn't hurt as much. Oh, wow. And they weren't. See, I'm outdated with my, you're teaching me because I, I still thought you get, you got to fill your titty and you know, you go get a, a mammogram at 40, you know, well now it's, heavy, now it's now 50. 50. And because they were getting a lot of the problem is that what she said I probably have is a fatty cyst, which is a thing that women get. But they were giving people mastectomy or not mastectomies. They were giving them mammograms and seeing fatty cysts. And the only way to check whether they're cancerous or not is to take a biopsy. So she said, we're basically putting all these women through all of this pain and all these biopsies. And they were just fatty tumors. So they just decided, like, we have to stop getting everybody freaked out about this. See, this is why we need women's health care. Exactly. But the, my point is that Damn. I saw some old people on the street today and they need health care. So they're going to do Medi-Cal. And like, I need health care. I'm on Medi-Cal. Why doesn't everybody have fucking health care? See, this is why I this us? is why I like Europe. Yeah. <laughs> this is why, though, in the um, UK, since the Tories, which are like the Republicans, the Tories are in charge. Theresa May is basically trying to get the aid, the health services. They're trying to basically turn it into more insurance based sure. Cha-ching, to make boom, money. Boom. So they're trying to get it more like what we have here, this clusterfuck. Right. Well, here. it's it's because they want to make money on exactly. it. Exactly. that medicine, rather than being a service that people deserve, is a like a pay for play thing. Right. Where if you have enough money, you can get an MRI and find out if you have cancer. But if you're a poor person and you can't afford an MRI, Maybe you don't know. Or you could be middle class and have, like, you can also have insurance through your job. But you may be paying into that insurance, but there's something really, really tiny that you're going to miss that you might not get covered on, which you think, why the fuck am I paying into this? This little teeny, teeny thing that you can't find that's in the contract, you know. Well, and you're paying... So first, I guess if you have, I used to have insurance through work. So you're paying monthly for the insurance anywhere from 175 to 500 a month, depending on, and maybe even more, depending on how big your family is or what you're doing. And then there's usually a 20% copay. So even if you're middle class and you make an actual living, you're still nickel and dimed. I just think like, why (laughs) don't we have, why, why do we want to have unhealthy people? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with you rich people? I know you're not listening. I'm talking to you, but you're not listening to this podcast because why would you deign to listen to us, our weird socialist babble? But why are some people worth living It's okay, and some people aren't? Why is that? Based on how much money they make? I want to know why poor people don't read the facts about and they're the ones that need you know the health care the most and you, you know what have you but why do you why why do you trust republicans 
Exactly. Why do you vote against your own goddamn entrance? And because I think, and you're dying. I think that it's because they play on their fears. Those faggots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course. I don't yes, want. Of course. I don't want. The I want darkies, my woman those to faggots. sit quiet and not and listen to me. And the I'm gonna city folk. Her in the. I mean. <laughs> that's I want to fuck is, my sister. I don't know what the problem is now because I've lived in San Francisco for 10 years and I live in a utopia where you know we get to do art all the time and have free speech I don't know about that nowadays well that might be San Francisco 10 years ago like I (laughs) get to do art all the time and free speech and go to the doctor whenever I want and like is this only my right because I was raised as a rich person or do I mean no you're just lucky you live in California I'm just just lucky (laughs) no seriously because I mean I mean I guess that's one of the reasons why I was happy to come back home though I mean I liked your I love Europe, but you know, people were getting excited when I, you know, when they found out I lived in California. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you're so lucky." I'm like, "Am I though? We got a maniac running the country." So, yeah. which was I couldn't get away from those conversations either. Oh, everybody in, in everyone. Oh, we're about. and the A yeah. word that you mentioned. We were at this mm. pub in Bath, and this Aussie and this other uh, British lady. She's like, she said the same thing you said. You know, I'm waiting for the the fucking assassination, as she yeah. said. Yeah, fucking I, an assassination. Yeah. And uh, people are filling it over there. I only met one supporter, but he was clueless. He Ugh. actually, I think he was Portuguese and he lived in Florida for a hot minute. Oh. And he's like, he, he was telling, he say. was saying like, he didn't, he really didn't. He just liked him. He just, he's the kind of people that would get the sound bites from Trump. Right. And he, he said he was basically funny. And I'm like, oh, no, we're not oh, going to get into this. Mm-mm. I'm like, you don't pay attention to what he's been doing, boo-boo. So we're going to shut this conversation down. Yeah, yeah. You know, but everyone over there was like, he's a piece of shit. We don't want him over here. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mess. He's, he's a mess. He's a fucking mess. And I got on a tangent again. God damn it. No, no, it's good. He's <laughs> but, an idiot. He's the dumbest president we've ever had. But I mean, I'm just, I'm a little bit more optimistic about this year because 2016 sucked. 2017 sucked. We can't have three years in a row that suck. No, we can't. The we universe got to give us some kind of break. Somebody got to go to jail. Some, I, I know. Booty I, house. I really feel like... Somebody it's time. Down. Well, and everyone's they, uh, this whole Russia thing keeps happening, and we have no idea what's really going on. But and but they don't mention him. It's like they mention his kids, they mention this other stuff, they mention all this stuff, but not him. So I feel like maybe he's he's hidden it well enough that he's gonna stuff that's going to, to hit skate. Yeah, I think I think Mueller is he's he's saving the best for last, which is his head. So yeah. I mean. It, it, I just someone going to jail. I hope <laughs> yeah, so. I hope so. And then Steve Bannon got fired, so he ain't got no power anymore. Right. Well, but he was in that book. Oh yeah. Yeah. The big. He was the big, Yeah. The that big was a fire bunch of and, and well, and it's so funny because Trump tried to kind of stop the publication, and yeah, it's like how. <laughs> So you're going to use your presidential power to stop free speech? Is that what you're going to do? You can't do Because you can't do that. Stop and yeah. dis- if you could not do that would be great if you decided to not shut down free that speech. That didn't work. It's, I'm, it, the pro- but the problem, I mean, the problem is him, but the problem is us, the U.S. on a large scale, is that somehow we believe 
in celebrity. It's so important to us. And it's there's actually this really great op-ed that I posted um, via my friend is a English professor uh, in, in, at San Francisco or San Diego State. Um, the snack master anyways he's a professor and he's great and he put out this article and I shared it and I and it was so good and I'll I'll read it to you guys but it's from it's from 2013 and it's basically about uh, the the inequality and the modern celebrity Uh, this is from let's see May 19th 2013 so it's the, the most interesting thing is how topical it is right now and yet it uh, was written back in the day. Uh, so uh, here, I'll pull this up. This is called Celebrating Inequality. The Roaring Twenty. Oh, it was written by George Packer on May 19th, 2013. It's really topical right now. The Roaring Twenties was the decade when modern celebrity was invented in America. F. Scott Fitzgerald's Great Gatsby is full of magazine spreads of tennis players and socialites, popular song lyrics, movie stars, paparazzi, gangster, and sports scandals, machine made by technology, advertising, and public relations. Gatsby, a mysterious bootlegger who makes a meteoric ascent from Midwestern obscurity to the palatial splendor of West Egg, exemplifies one part of the celebrity code. It's inherently illicit. Fitzgerald intuited that with the old restraining deities of the 19th century dead and his generation's faith in man shaken by World War I, celebrities were the new household gods household gods what are celebrities after all they dominate the landscape like giant monuments to aspiration fulfillment and overreach they are as intimate as they are grand and they offer themselves for worship by ordinary people searching for a suitable object of devotion but in times of widespread opportunity the distance between gods and mortals closes the monuments shrink closer to human size and the centrality of celebrities in the culture recedes They loom larger in times like now, when inequality is soaring and trust in institutions, governments, corporations, schools, the press, is falling. By the way, this is 2013, so this is five years ago. The depression that led, that ended F. Fitzgerald's jazz age yielded to a new order that might be called the Roosevelt Republic. In the quarter century after World War II, the country established collective structures, not individual monuments, that channeled the aspirations of ordinary people. State universities, progressive taxation, interstate highways, collective bargaining, health insurance for the elderly, credible news organizations. One virtue of those hated things called bureaucracies is that they oblige everyone to follow a common set of rules, regardless of station or background. They are inherently equalizing. Books like William H. White's Organization Man and C. Wright Mill's White Collar warned of the loss of individual identity, but those middle class anxieties were possible only because of the great leveling. The stars continued to fascinate, especially with the arrival of TV, but they were not essential. Henry Fonda, Barbara Stanwyck, Betty Davis, Jimmy Stewart, Perry Como, Joe DiMaggio, Jack Parr, Doris Day, and Dick Clark rose with Americans, not from them, and their successes and screw-ups were a sideshow, not the main event. Our age is lousy with celebrities. They can be found in every sector of society, including ones that seem less glamorous. We have celebrity bankers, Jamie Dimon, computer engineers, Sergey Brin, real estate developers slash conspiracy theorists, 
Donald J. Trump. This is written again in 2013. Media executives, Ariana Huffington, journalists, Anderson Cooper, mayors, Corey A. Booker, economists, Jeffrey D. Sachs, biologists, J. Craig Venter, and chefs, Mario Batali. Who there is who I it's so funny. I have a story about him too because I Oh, I want to hear that shit. There is a quality of self-invention to their rise. Mark Zuckerberg went from awkward geek to the subject of a Hollywood hit. Sean Carter turned into Jay-Z. Martha Costra became Martha Martha Stewart. Stewart. And then Martha Stewart living. The person evolves into a persona, then a brand, then an empire with the business imperative of grow or die. A process of expansion and commodification that transgresses boundaries by substituting celebrity for institutions. Instead of robust public education, we have Mr. Zuckerberg's rescue of Newark schools. Instead of a vibrant literary culture, we have Oprah's book club. Instead of investments in public health, we have the Gates Foundation. Celebrities either buy institutions or disrupt them. After all, if you are the institution, you don't need to play by its rules. Mr. Zuckerberg's foundation myth begins with a disciplinary proceeding at Harvard, which leads him to drop out and found a company whose motto is move fast and break things. Jay-Z's history as a crack dealer isn't just a hard luck story. It's celebrated by fans and not least himself as an early sign of hustle and smarts. Martha Stewart's jail time for perjury merely proved that her will to win was indomitable these new celebrities are more or less startup entrepreneurs and they live by the hackers code ask forgiveness not permission the obsession with celebrities goes far beyond supermarket tabloids gossip websites and reality tv it obliterates old distinctions between high and low cultural culture serious and trivial endeavors profit making and philanthropy leading to the phenomena of being famous for being famous. An activist singer, Bono, is given a lucrative role in Facebook's initial public offering. A patrician politician, Al Gore, becomes a plutocratic media executive and tech investor. One of America's richest men, Michael R. Bloomberg, rules its largest city. This jet-setting Davos-attending crowd constitutes its own superclass who hang out at the same TED Talks, big idea conferences, and fundraising galas, appear on the same talk shows, invest in one another's projects, wear one another's brand apparel, champion one another's causes, marry and cheat on one another. The New Digital Age, The New Guide to the Future by Eric Schmidt and Jared Cohen of Google, carries blurbs from such technology experts as Henry A. Kissinger and Tony Blair. The inevitable next step is for Kim Kardashian to sit on the board of a tech startup, host a global poverty awareness event, and write a book on behavioral neuroscience. This kind of celebrity is the ultimate costume ball, far more exclusive than and decadent than even the most potent magnets of Hollywood's studio era could have dreamed up. Their superficial diversity dangles before us the myth that in America, anything is possible. Even as the American dream dies quietly, a victim of the clarification, the calcification of a class system that is nearly hereditary. As mindless diversions from a sluggish economy and chronic malaise, the new aristocrats play a useful role, but their advent suggests that, after decades of a widening gap, 
widening income gaps, unequal distributions of opportunity and reward, and corroding public institutions, we have gone back to Gatsby's time or something far more perverse. The celebrity monuments of our age have grown so huge that they dwarf the aspirations of ordinary people who are asked to yield their dreams to the gods, to flash their favorite singer's corporate logo at concerts, to pour open their lives and data on Facebook, and to adopt Apple as a lifestyle. We know our stars aren't inviting us to think we can be just like them. Their success is based on leaving the rest of us behind. Aww. So all you Kim Kardashian people. And she's going to be writing a book on neuroscience. Yeah. If we got anything from that. Uh, and people go to believe that shit. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's scary that it we, is scary. we, um, you know, we five make, years later, five years later, we we're still, and now our president is a celebrity. So and now y'all liberals <laughs> have gone ape shit for real. Like she's going to run. She's going to be the president. Oh, slow your ass down. No, she's not going to run. I, I mean, I, I love Oprah. I do too. But if she wanted to be the president, I'd really want to see her run for Senate or mayor or something. First. I live in the real world. Run for mayor of Chicago or something. And if she wins that and she can be the mayor she of don't Chicago. Live there anymore. Oh, oh, that's sad. But she could be whatever. But, but yeah, I yeah. mean, seriously, Just I would into... rather her do city council first. I yeah, mean, exactly. Anything. Yeah. I, I could see good. her going for actually her to do Senate right now in California because she I believe she does uh, reside here. There's uh, Eric Issa, or yeah, Eric Issa, who is a senator, Republican. He's not running. Uh, I believe he uh, his base is Orange County. Huh. Um, Perfect. Yeah, and then there's another Republican senator here in California who's not running because they don't want to be part of the crazy train. Sure. Uh, in Washington D.C. anymore. Good for them. So there's, I mean, the fact of the matter, there's two options here. She could run for great. Senate. I would go. I would rather her go that way. Absolutely. I would totally be her fan base for that absolutely but if she if she said right now hey guys slow your roll settle down we got some seats empty here in right Cali. and said yeah i'm not running for president in 2020 because i'm completely inexperienced while i've been a media mogul and i've run companies and it's been great and i'm very successful at that i don't know how government works so i'd like to be involved in it and to run for senate or to run for the house of representatives and do that would she'd learn a lot and then she That's, could know if she fucking hated it or not because yeah. obviously Trump is leaving meetings with world leaders because he's fucking bored first of all do you know Are his, you new kidding me? his new schedule now is like he he has like executive time basically he's up at the White House um, in yeah, the over office from like 11 to like 4.30 p.m. Like, look, look, his schedule right now is ridiculous. Like, he doesn't even work an eight-hour day. Yeah. Yeah, because he's fucking retarded. Uh, let's let's see. Uh, how does Trump's schedule compare? <laughs> this is from BBC, too, so we know it's true. Yeah. Trump's Not daily BBC. schedule versus Obama and Bush. This is a good one. <laughs> um, before we get to this, you want me to tell you my Mario Batali story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so he didn't... Um, harass me in any way but he did kiss me twice and hug me close so I I love me too I, I love him I love his restaurant Babo and I'd been twice and I'd bought his book and it's in New York and I'd flown with this huge cookbook twice and I'd sat at the bar twice and he hadn't been in the back so I had the bartender sign the book so I bring the book back a third time and he's opening a new restaurant now it's been open for a while but it's called Del Posto and it's um, across the street from Bobby Flay's place and Morimoto has a place there anyways Ooh, it's all down this wharf area it's, it's nice so I'm in there and I'm eating 
It was amazing. I had the beef carpaccio, and it was basically like, oh, yeah. um, it was, and it was like filet mignon that was pounded flat with this really good Fair. olive oil on it, oh, God, yeah. and um, big huge capers. And I was like, oh my God, if you deep fried those. So, anyways, my waiter, I tell him about the thing. He goes, when I tell you to come, you come. So he goes, come here. So I get up from my table and I've got my book and he leads me back into the kitchen and Mario Batali meets me in this little ante room. He's a big man. And he kisses me twice and hugs me close. And I'm so excited. And I'm just like kind of grabbing onto his tummy and looking at his orange Crocs, which totally exists. <laughs> and his orange hair. And I look up at him and I'm like, I'm like crying. I'm crying. He's like, you're okay. You're okay. I'm like, this is like, what? you have no idea. Like I've wanted to be. In his Colcina. I'm like, I'm like I've, I've been watching you every afternoon at 2.30 forever. I make my own pasta. This is amazing. Your carpaccio is incredible. And I say, if you would have deep fried those giant capers I might have passed out and he said um uh, we don't want pe- we don't ha- want to have to call 911 here all the time but like I gave him a tip I'm such a dick what kind of dick am I that no, I gave I Mario Batali a, I think that's a, a, I think that was dope so then I said you're my favorite iron chef I think Bobby Flay is so pedestrian and he, he hugs me close again and he goes come here he's, he's in the bar right now will you come with me and come tell him that and I was like no 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 I'm like I'm so embarrassed I'm already crying and I'm like, and I was like, if you could just sign my book, it would be so amazing. I really, I've really, i taken up so much of your time, and I appreciate it so much. And he showed me the kitchen. He's like, here it is. This is the thing. And I was so excited. And he signed it. Uh, to Pam, glad to finally meet you, Mario Batali. What? So I have his book. I, I mean, I love that's him. A, that's actually a good story. If he wanted to touch my boobs, I would have let him do it. So he's done a thing where he's gotten drunk. And um, I read the stories about him. There was a woman who worked for him. She was like a, she had a great rack or whatever. And... She accidentally spilled. He accidentally bumped her and spilled wine on her boobs, and he was really drunk. And he, he was like trying to clean it up with a napkin, but he ended up just really feeling her up. Uh. And but I'm like, dude, if Mario Batali wanted to feel me up while he was drying me off because of some wine mishap, I would not. I mean, again, I'm a terrible person where I'm like, I don't think I would you're. I, okay, see, this is why women are different when it comes to certain things like that. Like even that whole Al Franken thing. Like he comes from the comedy world. The pic, the picture he took of the woman like he's pretending to grab her boobs right 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 you know I'm the kind of person like that shit's funny if someone did that to me but maybe that that another broad wouldn't like that sure so I mean I totally it's like your shirt with the handprints on it that are in front of your boobs (laughs) like that I think is hilarious but some people might find (laughs) Find that offensive offensive. right so you you gotta pick and choose your audience but the fact that matter is just like you should have told Bobby Flay that I should have told Bobby Flay you should have told I think he's pedestrian I think he's and I love I love the fact that you did give him tips. <laughs> I gave him on, a yeah, tip. Because sometimes I think he would appreciate that because it brings him down to earth. Brings again. him down to earth. It was really good carpaccio though. And it was well priced. It wasn't even crazy. It was like it was like $18 for a big huge plate. It was a whole plate. Like it smushed out over the whole plate. It was that really good. good. It was really Speaking good. Speaking of pedestrian. Yeah. Okay. Get so hit by a car. This is yeah. Trump's <laughs> daily schedule versus Obama and Bush. This is very interesting. And it's from the UK. So we know that we can trust it. BBC. BBC baby. US President Donald Trump is under fire for the length of his daily schedule, but he would not be the first commander-in-chief to forego a 9-to-5 routine. Mr. Trump takes his first meeting of the day at 11 o'clock after three hours of executive time, (laughs) according to a White House schedule leaked to a new site, Axios. Executive time. Yep. So it means from 8 to 11, he's <laughs> masturbating and watching porn. And Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's tweeting. Nice. He's Maybe tweeting he's tweeting. He's tweeting. And taking a shit. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> this is largely designed to accommodate the time that he spends in the White House residence watching TV and tweeting, according to the report. Oh, God. The White House responded that Mr. Trump spends his time making important calls and consistently 
quote, puts in long hours and long days nearly every day of the week, all year long, unquote. Mm -hmm. The Axios report highlights a longstanding criticism that Mr. Trump spends too much time in front of the television. What is Trump's usual schedule? The schedule released to Axios differs from the schedules the White House sends to the media every day. Ooh, lying. According to the report, the president has designated executive time from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the Oval Office, but actually spends these hours in his residence watching television, (laughs) making phone calls, and tweeting. At about 11 o'clock, the president emerges for his first meeting of the day, which is typically an intelligence briefing. (laughs) During the day, he has a couple of meetings with several breaks of executive time interspersed and returns to the residence about 1,800 hours, says Axios. That's six o'clock. According to the report, this unscheduled executive time during the workday is spent in the dining room next to the Oval Office where the president watches cable news. In one example, Axios presented, the president's schedule began at 11 a.m. with policy time, then executive time at 12, an hour for lunch, followed by more executive time from 1330. The president's daily schedule has changed over the duration of his first year in office, according to the report. At the beginning of his tenure, it is said he would hold breakfast meetings in the Roosevelt Room, but he has since pushed the start of his day back later and later as his first year in office has progressed. On the days when the president is traveling, his schedule often runs longer. He's working from 11 to 6. So he's working a seven-hour day as the president of the United States. Well, I and some of that I, is tweeting and some of it is watching well, TV. Well, technically, he has nap time and building blocks hour, which is a.k.a. executive Sure, time. yeah, building blocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. com. Yeah. He just puts building it out blocks. in tiny blocks. Yeah, 140 characters. He's playing with Legos at sure. executive yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then really the, don't forget done. about lunch. Don't forget about lunch. Oh, Need a whole yeah. hour for that. Ooh. <laughs> How early have other presidents started? Many other presidents were known to have kept erratic schedules. Okay, you know what? The movie Dave. That is, he has a much longer schedule. And that isn't even a real president. It's just Kevin Klein being Kevin Klein, not the president Kevin Klein. If everybody remembers that movie, Sigourney Weaver movie. is very hot. I remember that Kevin movie. Klein is Kevin Klein. It's like the Kevin Klein project. But he works really hard. He works these really long days. Many other presidents were known to have kept erratic out erratic schedules and most tailored their daily itineraries to suit their own needs. Barack Obama began his days about 9 or 10 a.m. after a morning exercise routine and always made it back to the residence to have dinner with his family, according to Matthew Daliak, a professor at George Washington University. In contrast, George W. Bush tended to get to the Oval Office by 6.45 a.m., according to the Axios report. However, while Mr. Bush was known for starting and sleeping early, Mr. Obama had night owl habits and was known sometimes to stay up until 1 or 2 a.m., working after his family was asleep. My kind of guy. Other presidents, like Lyndon B. Johnson and Bill Clinton, were known to make calls in the middle of the night. The main difference, Professor Daliak said, citing the recent reports questioning Mr. Trump's mental health, is that Mr. Trump's reported schedule could be detrimental to his ability to govern effectively. There's a chaos that this schedule reflects and breathes and encourages, he said. Ronald Reagan worked a shorter day toward the end of his presidency, according to the academic. All timers. Yeah. In his last couple years in office, the president was said to have appeared 
divorced from policy details, and occasionally dozed off in meetings. But Mr. Reagan was dosed with Alzheimer's five years after he left office. Would they try to hide? I know, right? Is Trump productive with his time? Unlike Mr. Reagan, who had to slow down at the end of his presidency, Mr. Trump shows no signs of slackening the pace. Tweets are sent from his account in the early hours of the morning and late at night. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders responded to the Axios report with a statement defending the president's work ethic. Mm. Quote, the time in the morning is a mix of residence time and Oval Office time, but he always has calls with staff, Hill members, cabinet members, and foreign leaders during this time. The president is one of the hardest workers I've ever seen and puts in long hours and long days nearly every day of the week all year long. It has been noted by reporters many times that they wish he would slow down because they sometimes have trouble keeping up with him. Oh, God, shut up, bitch. Here's Here's his, this is the... This is the tweet here. This is his tweeting. Okay. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the, quote, nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I, too, have a nuclear button, but it is much bigger and more powerful than his, and my button works? There's no problem. <laughs> the problem, Professor Daliak said, that is that for the president... Unstructured time can be destructive and debilitating, citing his tweets. Mm -hmm. In terms of leading the country, presidents run into dangers when they freelance, he said. Words can be taken as policy and create lots of chaos. Mm -hmm. The academic said Mr. Trump, who is known for airing grievances, would not be the first commander in chief to obsess over critics. During the Vietnam War, according to Professor Daliak, President Johnson became obsessed with defending himself and would call aides in the middle of the night. And some U.S. presidents put in a lot of hours, such as Jimmy Carter, and they were not always renowned for delivering results. Mr. Carter was a micromanager who was known as both extremely intelligent and very hardworking, but he had trouble managing and delegating, according to Professor Daliak. So... So, so still dumb. <laughs> so he doesn't work as hard. So now we know that he's very. I I did it because I'm very smart. So <laughs> we know that he's not a genius. Uh, we know that he has no credentials for doing this job. That he tweets like a 12 year old girl, read. which is de detrimental. He doesn't read anything, and he works short days. He watches too much TV. He watches tons of TV. He sounds like a 14 year old girl. He sounds like a 14 year old girl. Eating hamburgers in bed, drinking Diet Coke, watching three TVs, Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN. Mm. You know that's exactly what he's watching. Probably. I, all the pictures that's... of him, like, he looks like a pretentious, he just looks like the most pretentious person alive. He looks like his insides are toxic. I am so <laughs> much more important than everybody else in the world. He looks like he, his, his doo-doo, like, like he, 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 he's clogged up. I think it's dangerous to teach people that they can say anything without repercussions yeah that's that's the problem that's the, the problem that people young ones are looking at this shit that that are actually thinking that this is okay or their parents are allowing them right. to say that this is okay sure and he's a bully it's a bully he's a bully, he's a bully. where but where's his wife where'd she go i yeah where'd his wife go uh, this is interesting because this is the Trump's mental health debate. What is that about? And this is actually from last year, but I still I want to get into it because it's CNN or it, not CNN. It's BBC, and I believe. And this BBC. is this is coming up again. 
It's coming up again. Uh, it seems an incredible question to ask of a man who ran a multi-billion dollar business and vanquished seasoned political opponents on his way to the highest office in the U.S., but experts are debating the mental health of the U.S. president. The discussion of Donald Trump's mental health has come to the fore during an open letter from dozens of professionals who say his, quote, grave emotional instability makes him unfit for the presidency. <laughs> This call seems to break a long-standing rule among experts of not diagnosing public people and has been condemned by leading psychiatrists who described the psychiatric name-calling as an insult to the mentally ill. What is it about? Debate over Mr. Trump's mental fitness is nothing new and existed even before his election last November. But the majority of mental health professionals have refrained from making public statements following a self-imposed principle known as the Goldwater Rule adopted by the American Psychiatric Association, APA, in 1973. It prohibits psychiatrists from giving diagnoses about someone that they have not personally evaluated. It was... Instated after a magazine asked thousands of experts in 1964 whether Republican nominee Barry Goldwater was psychologically fit to be president. The APA warned last year that breaking the rule in trying to analyze the candidates in the presidential election was irresponsible, potentially stigmatizing, and definitely unethical. But now... Some professionals have spoken out, including those who have signed a petition asking for Mr. Trump's removal. It has now gathered more than 23,000 signatures. Some have suggested that Mr. Trump has narcissistic personality disorder mm -hmm. or NPD. I have narcissistic personality disorder. No, I don't. No, I don't you think don't. I Please. Uh, according to this condition, I mean, I think about myself way too much. But you, you have some narcissistic tendencies, yes. But no, this is on another. This level. is on another level. Okay, mm -hmm. good. People with this condition often show some of the following characteristics, according to Psychology Today: grandiosity, a lack of empathy for other people, and a need for admiration. Okay. I, I love them. Right, I I have I can have grandiosity, lack of empathy. I don't. I I have tons of empathy, but I do have a need for admiration. That's sad. Two, they believe they are superior or may deserve special treatment. Okay, I don't have that problem. I mean, I like special treatment, but I don't definitely don't deserve it. Although when I get a free beer because I'm a regular at a bar. Boy, do I enjoy that special treatment. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to get that third beer free. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's about the little things. It's about things. the little things. Okay, for, uh, number three, they seek excessive admiration and attention and struggle with criticism or defeat. Okay, that's everybody, but definitely I feel that. What is new? In a letter to the New York Times, 35 mental health professionals warned that the grave emotional instability indicated in Mr. Trump's speech and actions made him incapable of serving safely as president. <laughs> they said experts had remained silent because of the Goldwater rule, but that it was time to speak out. This silence has resulted in a failure to lend our expertise to worried journalists and members of Congress at this critical time. We fear that too much is at stake to be silent any longer. The letter added, Mr. Trump's speech and actions demonstrate an inability to tolerate views from it other than his own, leading to rage reactions. His words and behavior suggest a profound inability to empathize. Individuals with these traits distort reality to suit their psychological state, attacking facts and those who convey them, like journalists and scientists. 
fake news. <laughs> yeah. Earlier this week, Democratic Senator Al Franken said that a few of his Republican colleagues had expressed concern to him about Mr. Trump's mental health. The concern, he said, stems from questions about the president's truthfulness and the suspicion that Mr. Trump, quote, lies a lot. We, yep. Oh, does he lie a lot? Why the controversy? Apart from the apparent break of the Goldwater rule, other professionals say the psychiatric diagnosis of Mr. Trump is an insult to the mentally ill. According to a letter to the the NYT, Dr. Alan Francis, who helped write the Diagnostic and Statistical Manuals of Mental Disorders, number six, or is that number four, when the I is before the V, it's four, one of the main key manuals used to classify mental disorders said that most amateur diagnosticians have mislabeled Mr. Trump with the diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder. He may be a world-class narcissist, but that doesn't make him mentally ill because he does not suffer from the distress and impairment required to diagnose mental disorder. He added, Mr. Trump causes severe distress rather than experiencing it and has been richly rewarded rather than punished for his grandiosity, self-absorption, and lack of empathy. It is stigmatizing insult to the mentally ill who are most well-behaved and well-meaning to be lumped in with Mr. Trump, who is neither. Bad behavior is rarely a sign of mental illness, and the mentally ill behave badly only rarely. Psychiatric name-calling is a misguided way of countering Mr. Trump's attacks on democracy. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. I want to look up narcissistic personality disorder. (laughs) Look, see, you're doing it now. Are, you're making sure that you're not any of this. Oh, no, no. You I'm not worried about me now because yeah, I have too much empathy. You, you have empathy. But I just... I think that's the biggest part of it, too. Right, is that they start doing things. So the definition, the hallmark of narcissistic personality disorder are grandiosity, a lack of empathy for others, and a need for admiration. People with this condition are frequently described as arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, and demanding. They also concentrate on grandiose fantasies, e.g. their own success, beauty, brilliance. Ha, ha! And maybe convinced they deserve special treatment. These characteristics typically begin in early adulthood and must be consistently evident in multiple contexts, such as in work and relationships. People with narcissistic personality disorder believe they are superior or special and often try to associate with other people they believe are unique or gifted in some way. This association enhances their self-esteem, which is typically quite fragile underneath the surface. Individuals with NPD seek excessive admiration and attention in order to know that others think highly of them. Individuals with narcissistic personality disorder have difficulty tolerating criticism or defeat and may be left feeling humiliated or empty when they experience an injury in the form of criticism or rejection. (laughs) Symptoms. Let's see if we can do these with Trump. Uh, Five or more of the following symptoms. Exaggerates own importance. Yes. I am a genius. Is occupied with fantasy, success, power, beauty, intelligence, or ideal romance. I judge women because I own beauty pageants or and, and I have all the most beautiful women I own them or what he just said to the farmers uh, aren't you glad you voted aren't you happy you voted for me oh, look oh. at you guys see what would you do without me what would you do without me what would you do without me fantasy like smart so uh, believes he is special and can only be understood by other special people or institutions we, t- we I am like really smart I won in 2016 
I won. I won. I won. Requires constant attention and admiration from others. That's like the tweeting. Has unreasonable expectations of favorable treatment. I mean, getting up in the middle of a meeting with world leaders is pretty lame. Takes advantage of others to reach his or her own goals. Okay. Disregards the feelings of others. Lacks empathy. Was often envious of others or believes other people are envious oh, of him. Obama. And shows arrogant behaviors and attitudes. Oh, that's definitely. 55 to 75% of the people diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder are male. Wow. Additionally, it is common for many adolescents to display the characteristics listed above. This does not indicate that they will later develop narcissistic personality disorder. That's just because they're teenage fuckbags, right? <laughs> like, every teenager has it. all of these problems. Causes. Causes of narcissistic personality disorder are not yet well understood. Genetic and biological factors as well as environment and early life experiences are all thought to play a role in the condition. Treatment. <laughs> Treatment for narcissistic personality disorder can be challenging because people with this condition present with a great deal of grandiosity and defensiveness, which makes it difficult for them to acknowledge problems and vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. Individuals in group psychotherapy may be useful in helping people with narcissistic personality disorder rate to, relate to others in a healthier and more compassionate way. Uh, Mentalization-based therapy, transference-focused psychotherapy, and schema-focused psychotherapy have all been suggested as effective ways of treating narcissistic personality disorder. Which, I, he, which he ain't gonna get. Which I, I, I think it's pretty clear. Let's look up some um, Trump quotes right now and let's just see recently what terrible things he said. Uh, look at that It just face. comes, oh, it's just, it, it, it's one of the things I said from the beginning. If he can't be honest about his own hair, how can he be honest about anything? We all know that shit is a weave. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, or even a rat. but but we know it on like Oprah says, "This ain't my hair, girl." Like she did that thing in it was a long time ago. It was like in 2000 or something. And she said, "Do you want to know what it takes to be Oprah?" And she had cameras uh, come to her house at like 8 I you know, 6 in the morning episode. or whatever. <clears throat> Wake her up out of bed and she looks a fright. And she's like, "Oh, you guys are seeing me. I can't believe this is happening." And they, she goes through like, I mean, it takes like two and a half hours to make her she Oprah. Transforms. And then, she, and it's amazing. Like, but it's, it takes that much time. It's like spackle and hair. It's stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, here we go. This is Mary Claire out of UK. They've been keeping all of the terrible. Um, quotes which is awesome uh, yes the president of the united states has actually said this are we even surprised these outrageous quotes came out of his mouth let's see if these help with the um uh we'll, we'll see if they go with narcissistic personality disorder uh, when donald trump gave a commencement speech at liberty university in lynchburg virginia he probably oh oh that that's oh this is very funny he he probably didn't expect to get compared to legally blondes L. Woods. However, as Jimmy Fallon pointed out, the president's inspiring talk was oddly reminiscent of L's graduation speech. Here's the quote. We take our next steps into the world. It is with compassion, courage, and conviction. And most importantly, have faith in yourself. We did it. Oh, this is what L squeals. We did it. L squeals. And what did Donald Trump say? Just take a look for yourselves. Here, we'll... We'll we'll put it in. We'll see we'll see how it goes here. Uh, okay, to four. Yeah, put up four and down three. So uh, this is this will be very funny. This is 
Donald Trump plagiarizes. We take our next steps into the world. You must go forth into the world. It is with passion. Passion. Courage of conviction. Courage in your convictions. And most importantly. Most importantly. Have faith in yourself. Be true to yourself. We did it! I did it. Are you fucking kidding me? What? He watches well, way wife, too much TV. His wife did it too, though. I mean, Melania completely plagiarized uh, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah, and but Lisa was Michelle that's Obama. That's hilarious. He did, wow. Ah, uh, you can always rely on Donald Trump for providing us with the most ridiculous and outrageous statements that often result in a distinctly unique feeling of combined and immense anger, frustration, disbelief. Last year, the U.S. election results revealed that Trump would become the next president of the United States so we thought it only appropriate to round up the most outrageous Donald Trump quotes we've heard to date okay oh, we, this, we, we did some of these on our on our song uh, yes. so uh, can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg failing career and all had aimed and fired the gun at President Barack Obama jail time so he's got to put down someone else to make himself feel better. Well, these are the these are the same ones that we used for the song, which was great. Um, so he's he's just an idiot. But this is very. I'm glad they brought this back out. Is this recent? Though this is well, th- this just came out two days ago. But they oh, nice. re-released the stuff. Um, we are going. We are going to have an unbelievable, perhaps record-setting turnout for the inauguration, and there will be plenty of movie and entertainment stars. All of the dress shops are sold out in Washington. It's hard to find a great dress for this inauguration. <laughs> Who would do it? Why does it have anything to do with it? All the dress shops? All the dress shops. All the dress shops, really? (gasps) Happy New Year to all, including to my many enemies and those who have fought me and lost so badly they just don't know what to do. Love! (laughs) That's so... That that was a narcissistic one. Wow! Uh, This nigga is crazy. This is... This is weird. Robert Pattinson should not take back... Kirsten Stewart. Oh, yes. She cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He could do much better. Yeah. What he, is he? He? Tweeted, he tweeted this before he was president. Why? Yeah, I remember like in 2012 or something. But why? Yeah, but why is he? Yes, right? He watches too much damn TV. This is crazy. Um, he got into the Robert Pattinson thing. The What was that movie? What was that book? Those books? Fifty Shades. The werewolf books. The oh. vampire. Oh. That vampirish, uh, Twilight shit. Oh, Twilight. Twatlight. Twat, yeah. Twatlight. They sparkle. <laughs> a great African American president hasn't exactly had a positive impact oh, on the thugs who are so happily and openly destroying Baltimore. He means niggers. Well, I mean, he puts other people down. Just in the in the lens of the narcissistic personality disorder, he has to put. He has to say. He has to make fun of Barack Obama in order to make himself feel better. Because he knows Barack Obama is smart, and that's where it hit, that's why it hurts him. If, if I were running for the View, I'd fire Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, look at her. I'd look at her right in that fat, that ugly face, face of her and say, "Rosie, you're fired." <laughs> oh, because that's an oldie, but goodie. it's an oldie, but a goodie. But it's but the whole thing is that. All the women on The Apprentice flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected. 
He's so narcissistic. He, he thinks all the young girls are flirting are with into him. Into him. Yeah, absolutely. I am so glad that I did not go on that show when that I had the opportunity to do it because I didn't want to meet him. I I just wanted to meet Martha Stewart. You, you, never, you never told me. You I didn't tell you. This. No. So um, back in my early 30s, I before I started doing radio and before I started doing stand-up comedy. Uh, I did a lot of karaoke and I had, you know, visions of being a reality TV star because I thought I'm, you know, quirky and one of the most interesting people alive. Anyways, and this is when I was boring and stupid. So, seriously, as we get into my narcissistic personality disorder. So I had tried out for a bunch of reality TV shows and I'd made it to the second round. So Design Stars was one of them on Bravo they were doing and oh, I made nice. it. I made it to the second round of that. But when it first came out Martha Stewart's Apprentice, I applied and I made it to the second round, which is exciting. And then I went to, to LA and I baked them these things and they took a Polaroid of me. When they take a Polaroid that means they're seriously considering, considering you. you. But you know, I'm really I'm not that pretty. I think in my 30s, no, but in my 30s, as a, when I was doing it, I was like 30, 31, 32. And so at that time in my life, I wasn't... Like now being older, I think I have a better shot with these kinds of things. But I was sort of in this age where... I mean, the 30-year-old women have to be like really hot to be on those reality shows. Now, now that I'm like 40, people are like, ah, she's older. But so I, pl- I, I applied for Martha Stewart's The Apprentice. And I didn't get chosen. I was sober for the longest period of my life. I was sober for eight weeks. I didn't smoke any pot or drink because I knew they were doing drug testing and I knew I, they were, I was in the running. And so I was sober. So I finally called them up and I'm like, they're like, you know, you didn't make it. They said apply next year or whatever. So then I watched Martha Stewart's The Apprentice and it's boring. It's so stupid and boring. <laughs> and they have open auditions for the second year, Martha Stewart's Apprentice 2. And so I, apply, I audition and I get called to the second round and they bring me upstairs and this time it's in San Diego and I'm in this hotel room and they're filming me. And they say to me, the casting director, where have you been? Where were you last year? And I said, hey guys, I was there. You took a Polaroid of me. You just didn't choose me. I know. I would be so interesting. You should have chose me. I love Martha Stewart. She was like, you have no idea how much I love Martha Stewart. I like bake all the time, make my own pasta. Like I'm like totally, I love Martha Stewart. I would cry. I wouldn't be able to handle myself because I'd constantly be crying around her because she's so amazing. They're like, where were you? So they told me during that meeting, they're like, if it gets picked up for a second year, you're definitely on it. We love you. And then they said, but we don't think it's going to get picked up. Do you want to be on Donald Trump's The Apprentice? And I said, fuck that guy. This is like in 2003 or four or five, something like that. I'm like, fuck that guy. I don't ever want to meet him. I don't ever want to. I said, the only reason that I'm on this show is not because it's The Apprentice. It's It's because it's Martha Martha Stewart. Stewart. Because I love her. I love her. Ew, that means you would have had it like, oh, no. No, I would have been on. You knew not to sell out then. Well, I you just knew, knew not everyone, to be on that show because I hate that guy. Yeah, because he was a piece of shit before and, The Apprentice. And they'd, they'd, he'd fire me first because he'd be like, you don't respect me. I'd be like, fuck you. No, I don't respect <laughs> you. You would have brought you back because for ratings. Right. <laughs> they totally, they'd be like, they, you got to keep Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to keep totally. the socialist on board. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, we need to that's do. What, yeah. That's when he was a Democrat, too. So. Yeah, right. So he'd be a little different. But but, I mean, even but I before, chose not to be on that show. Even before The Apprentice, people knew that he was a scummy son of a bitch. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I never fine. watched. I never watched that fucking show in the first place because was, his face was punchable then. Well, absolutely. Well, no, I hate it. The only reason I uh, the only reason I watched it was for Martha Stewart. Um, 
and I, I did watch a couple seasons of him. I don't, I don't know. I had nothing else going on in my life at that time. I was married, and, and I was uh, just completely unhappy. Um, so I watched a lot of reality TV, of course. But, you know, you've heard about my desire to be on Survivor. Like, I, yeah. I really need to make... I have a Survivor video, but now it's like a year old, because I was going to do it last year, and I should redo my fucking Survivor video. But do it. I, I, could, I would love to be on... I feel like if I could be on Survivor... At the bottom, it would say like Pam, stand-up comedian, Pam, Mutiny Radio, and then it would just make this place because everybody's into this cult of celebrity and they want everybody to be on TV and whatever. And like, that's the thing. I don't look good on film. I know what I look. I, I, I can don't take still, it. no, I can take still pictures because I know my angles. Thank you, Tyra. But TV <laughs> makes me look funky. See, um, I don't know. I would have to see you on camera because yeah, people. I mean, my uh, nose is uh, very beaky. This is why a lot of people don't like to watch themselves on camera either. So yeah. because of the fact of like. Yes, I may look good in a photo, but I don't like to see myself on film yeah. because it, maybe it's you, you critique yourself so much well, harder. And I make ugly faces all the time. Like I, like I do weird things with my face when I'm being effusive, which works in reality. But then if you like try to slow it down or watch it back, it's like that doesn't work. The beauty of, the beauty of me is that I'm very rich. <laughs> All we have to do is go back through his quotes and realize that he has narcissistic personality. And he still won. It's freezing and snowing in New York. We need global warming. <laughs> I swear to God, there's going to be like a museum, like an actual museum for ignorant tweets. All dedicated to him. My fingers are long and beautiful. As oh. it has been well documented. Oh. Are various other parts of my body. Oh, gross. Okay, let me try this again. My f- my fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented. Uh, as it has been well documented. Oh, I see. I couldn't figure out how to read it. My fingers are long and beautiful, as it has been well documented. Are various other parts of my body. <laughs> my dick is big. My dick is big. My dick is so small that I have to tell you my dick is big. Hey, it's... hey, guys. You know what I have to do to tell you that my dick's not big? I gotta go get a sports car and I gotta sit in it and talk about how big my dick is. So what am I gonna Everything do? Everything has to be gold. It's huge. It's my huge. dick is huge. Okay. My huge dick and I are in a car that is worth more than. Yeah. You. Now, ladies, smart ones out there, mm. you all know whenever a man brags about his hands and what he supposedly has down in his pants, you know it's fake news. Fake news. Fake it, news. You know what the shit. And, and on top of that, what you just said, he has to buy like a, 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 a overpriced sports car to yeah. just, or a big car, boom, yeah. boom, mm-hmm. to prove his dick size. Right. And you know his dick is very 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 small but and the thing is it doesn't really matter anyways because if you have a small small. dick you can like use a dildo and not be all like he's a selfish lover yeah well that's the thing is guys don't have to worry everyone oh my dick is tiny my dick is this you can get you can buy any dick you want and pleasure your woman with it you can pleasure your dude with it whoever you but we don't have to it's this isn't the dark ages we don't have to get cucumbers now we can actually like get i don't agree with you <laughs> i don't agree with really? you really yeah just how like men talk about tit size i'm gonna talk about dick size yeah but uh, and 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 you know what but here's also the where i'm about to say uh about dick size yeah. narcissists even if you do have a big dick 
are selfish lovers. Oh. So again, they're like suck on my big dick. Exactly. Not yeah, like, that I'm or like a, yeah. I've slept with many narcissists mm-hmm. and I've been disappointed many times. Huh? Yeah. Because they're not into you. They don't help. See, that's the it's thing. It's not is about I feel pleasuring like, me. Right, it's right, all right, about right, them. Right, 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 and then I get to talk about them to my friends. Yeah. Like this fuck don't know how to fuck and what a waste of dick. Right, 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 right. Because you're so into yourself. Right, 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 right. Because it's, I mean, that's that's a bummer. But yeah, it's I like, see, I, I disagree. I think it's if, about the tongue action too. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, you can make it depends up how you. I think that with you know if someone's going down on you and they have a big old dildo like that is incredibly pleasurable and awesome and and then you can pride yourself on the work and how you figured out how to do it with this like it's a different thing it's an art form I, I do agree it is an art form if you have not miniature weenie you can't do anything but like you know if you average you know you can work with something yeah you know but I mean teeny weenie cocktail weenie right just is the insertion I, part I'm but that's trying when, to remember if it's ever Mouth game has to be on point. Well, I think that the only tiny dick I ever dealt with <laughs> didn't it, it didn't actually go inside me, <laughs> and I found it very easy because it it was tiny to to suck. <laughs> so was, it was like the was easiest. I actually didn't mind it because I was like, this is the <laughs> easiest blowjob in the world. And like he took a shower. Like for yes. me, like yes. people. Okay, so people. My boyfriend might complain. He doesn't complain that I don't suck his penis very often but also he showers like once a week and he does manual labor so in my defense i can't i don't want to get all down there in your biz no when it's all you know because like that's the thing is i won't let him do any downstairs business unless i've showered that day yeah and if i've done a doopy (laughs) if i've done a doopy I oh have God. to clean before. No, like, right? So yeah. if, like, I showered in the morning. That's common courtesy. But that's what I think. <laughs> if, it, if, if I took a shower in the morning and I did a doopy in the afternoon, I'm not going to let him do that at night without cleaning up the crash no, zone. absolutely. I'm sorry. Every time I do have sex, I am straight beeline to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, it's common I don't want to be talked about. Yeah, I don't want to be site. humiliated. No, exactly. But and that's, I, I don't want to smell you know my right. bad shit exactly unless and, it's it's um, in my personal space bad shit but, and, but I'm <laughs> fine I'm fine to have sex with him when we haven't showered that's fine he can put his smelly dirty penis in me but I'm not putting it in <laughs> my mouth and I can't have my nose all in his pubic hair it's all like like I feel like there's all all the sweat you're gonna complain stuff. you're yeah. gonna it's gonna yeah, you're gonna complain we're so pulling back the veil here <laughs> on the AltaCast but it's crazy narcissists don't know how to fuck and when they talk about having a big dick they usually don't most of the time they absolutely yeah they don't so this is a dumb thing i've never seen a thin person drinking diet coke that's a that's a oh yeah yeah, that's a quote from him that's a new one but i well i used to drink a lot of diet coke but i don't i don't drink diet coke anymore because i don't like spending money on things that don't have alcohol in them like i just uh this this is a this is a good one I think the only difference between me and the other candidates is that I'm more honest and my women are more beautiful. Uh, oh, my women. My are more, women. My property yeah. are beautiful. Yeah. Girl, Milana, you, you need to you need to run a long time mm. ago. You mm. are. Ew. I, she has to try to suck that little bitty cocktail the, weenie. The point is, you can never be too greedy. That's another one. 
That's well, that's duh. I guess. Yeah. Sorry, there is no star on the stage tonight. In his Twitter live blogging of the Democratic debate, Trump seemed to think he was watching a talent show rather than looking for the next president of the United States. Oh my God. My Twitter has become so powerful that I could actually make my enemies tell the truth. <laughs> Mind horn. I'm going to use my truth powder. Why? My IQ is one of the highest, oh God. and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's you know not your what? fault. I really wish there were like cameras like in the White House to see how he is alone at night. Like how much he's fucking paranoid and freaking mm. the fuck out. Yeah, all the TVs. Yeah, I mean, mm. that is a sign of paranoia. Mm, sure. You know. Well, and, and but I think it's also part of the narcissistic personality disorder. He has to see how, how much of the time he's on the news, how many people are talking about him. Like he would love, I don't know if he'd love that we're talking about him because we're hating on him the entire show. If anyone gets the wrong idea, we're completely hating on him. Uh, this is the hate-a-thon, <laughs> man. It's a hate-a-thon today. And, and it's going to keep happening too. We haven't been together. It's not our fault. We're just saying the things that are out there. It's not mm-hmm. like we're like it's seeking out. It's not fake news. I, I mean, this really affected me last night. I read a lot about low IQs and high IQs and presidents and all this kind of stuff. And, and just, it hits me personally because I always had that little joke about George W. Oh, I shouldn't be smarter than the president. And I shouldn't <laughs> feel that way. I, I, I shouldn't. I mean, and, and I'm a highly but educated woman, but I, I know... He went to the best schools. Uh, did he... That's what he this, said. this one makes no sense. Let's see if we can spelunk the meaning out of this one. I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, but I'm a traditionalist. What does that mean? You just contra... Wait, what? I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, but I am a traditionalist. So he's anti-marriage? So I guess what he's saying is... It's cool to be gay and friends, but... but I like man and woman marriage. Right. But he's he he doesn't oh support gays and the right. Uh, this is the thing: humans, okay, humans are can be men or women. They can they can have different gender traits. There's all different ways that humans can be. And again, it just makes me crazy that we base so much of politics on genitals. It's so weird to me. I feel like when the aliens come. And in the future, when we all look back, they're going to be like, <laughs> those crazy 20, it was the 21st century and they were still hung up on color. Like, oh my God. Uh, Remember when the, the Aflac came from planet Narcon and they, <laughs> man, they had 14 ears and like huge guns and they murdered everybody. Wow. We had to come together and not give a fuck about what people did with their genitals. <laughs> The, What's this planet called? I, planet Narcon. I don't know. <laughs> Just making shit that up. Sounds like a pill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who? Hey. Uh, let's see. Other. Look at these. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? Oh God, and one. Republican rival Mark Rubio referred to my hands. If they're small, oh. something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee. We're talking about Dick. President Dick size again. This is the second. Dick. Quote where he talks about Dick. his penis. Because it's small. But the point is that politics shouldn't have to, anything to do with penises or vaginas, the lack or well, they're not thereof, the, the use of a uterus or the non-use. The, 
women having peri- I mean the they whole they don't even know we have uterus the whole yeah the whole thing about Hillary like well a woman can't be president because they're hysterical because they're a period thing and the like that's a huge like oh well once a month she's gonna be like a bitch to everybody well you know I she think was th- bleeding from her nose oh. and and you, out of the you know what I mean it's <laughs> that was another quote it's it's crazy God, the face. only card Hillary Clinton has is the woman's card. She's got nothing to offer. And frankly, if Hillary Clinton were a man, I don't think she'd get 5% of the vote. The only thing she's got going is the woman's card and the beautiful thing. And, yeah. and the beautiful thing is women don't like her. Well, oh. how about she was the secretary of motherfucking state? That's the thing that just makes me insane. And it keeps coming back to this. Why are we, as the American people, substituting celebrity for knowledge for experience I don't know I don't know it's that whole that's that whole celebrity thing when, when Kim Kardashian know. writes a book on neurosurgery <laughs> are we gonna go oh look at Kim she's so smart when did she get oh wait oh, they I got, gave her an honorary doctorate from Harvard I got, I got a real one for you too yeah, yeah, yeah. when uh, Jenny McCarthy said uh, don't uh, don't vaccinate your children oh. and a lot of a lot of moms were listening to that shit Jenny McCarthy was a playboy playmate and on singled out yeah, she is. Was, she is not she's a an doctor. actress. She's an actress. She's an actress. Yeah, I liked her in Single Out though. Yeah, she was. Uh, but no, you vaccinate your kids, and what you know what happened? A lot of kids end up getting uh, the mumps and stuff like that. <laughs> we eradicated polio. I think like polio, there's a lot yes. of things. Yeah, the mumps because of the, the because of the vaccine, and so a lot of parents read into this because Jenny McCarthy from Single Out says, "Don't well, vaccinate your kids." And a lot of people believe this Stupid sort of shit. hype that they say. Oh, well, vaccinations and autism. Okay, before you get to vaccinations and autism, which is like once a year when they're little to make sure they don't die of some horrific disease that kills people in other places. Like polio. Like polio. (laughs) Instead of that, we should look to the diets that we feed children. Mm -hmm. When you eat processed foods your entire life, Mm -hmm. we don't think, like, it's so crazy to me how we've divorced ourselves from our bodies. And it's like, it seems pretty easy. You put food in your mouth hole and it goes through your body and it makes you stay alive. And then what doesn't work, you poop it out. And then we have these bodies and they work based on the fuel that we put inside our bodies. But like, if you put fake fuel in, if you put like, you know, corn syrup and corn syrups and every I think corn syrup causes autism. Honestly, I mean, if well, you I mean, I, 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 yes, I definitely agree with the whole. Of course, I agree with the diet thing. But you also have these moms that you know believe in all the organic shit, but sure. still believe the fucking fact not to vaccinate sure, your sure. kid because you're listening to someone that doesn't have any credentials. Well, science is good. Science is a fact. Yes, science is. It's it's not a question or what if. It's a fucking fact, just like math. Like math. What's two plus two? Right. It ain't going to be well, seven. Se- yeah. Well, it depends though, because fake news. fake news. But if you look at certain certain not not like normal numbers, but certain things have a synergistic effect. So you could have two plus two and have it be seven. Like if you had two ecstasy pills and a bunch of Adderall together, rather than being four pills, it would really be like you'd get really, really, really high. Are we doing fractions now? Because that's a level I can't take. Yeah. Fractions. <laughs> uh, more more evil Trump quotes. Uh, that prove that he has narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, number one, I have great respect for women. I was the only one that really broke the glass ceiling on the behalf of women, more than anybody in the construction industry. 
You really? You broke the glass ceiling for women? That's look Didn't at he you. rape his first wife, Ivana? About maybe. Oh. Yeah, he raped his first wife. But she just didn't want to have sex with him, and he wanted her to have sex with him. So Probably because yeah. she didn't want to see that little cocktail weenie again. Because mm. he, he's he got his, big hands. Because his hair, because his toupee smells funny. The glue that you use to glue the toupees on smells really weird. <laughs> and sometimes they don't take it off every day, right? So it like kind of has this old, musty, like dead person kind of <laughs> It's like a dead rat. Kind of gross. Um... <laughs> You know, the only the only thing I believe in the glass ceiling, I say lean in, just like Cheryl. Um, put your titties right up against that glass <laughs> and show them that cleavage. Really just lean right into the glass so everyone can see uh, just how big your boobs are to know if they should listen to you or not. Uh, I'm thinking... <laughs> sorry, I just love misogyny. It's so easy just to fall right into that. I know, it sounds so stupid, right? But it's fun. It's fun to play with. I'm thinking to myself right now, we should just cancel the election and give it to Trump, right? Oh. oh, this is all. It, these are just his quotes, but I feel like this really bolsters this narcissistic personality. It does. Sort of it's obvious. It's so obvious. You know, it doesn't matter what the media write as long as you've got a young, beautiful piece of ass. Oh, yeah, that's that was a quote from Maxim magazine. Yeah, because he's trying to get to that young voters. He's like, you guys like to fuck girls. I do, too. Oh, no, that's from like 2000. Yeah, these some of them are old, but yeah. they're ridiculously things. They're fucking ridiculous. Oh, here's here's the big we'll end on um, the big, the big, the big, the big one that uh, hey, that he was he overheard know. that nobody cared that, that it happened. And he still elected him. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You could do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You could do anything. Okay. We talked about this two, almost two years ago. How the fuck do you grab someone by the pussy? See, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You just yeah. don't... You don't know... Oh, my God. And... But honey, that is called sexual assault. Yeah, it's called assault. And you, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, y'all white women still voted for him. I don't them. know why y'all do. I mean, Mm-mm, we try to tell you. I guess. Well, the thing is, if you grab, I mean, you can grab some because you just you just grab their you grab crotch the and you just kind of grab, you just kind of grab their whole crotch I, area. I don't know. I can't. Grab you can't be boots. wearing a skirt. I guess you have unless they go unless he went under a skirt, which is even more ooh, horrific. That's ooh. I yeah. didn't think about that. That's like the accidental the accidental finger bang. Like if you're wearing pants, um, you he just kind of grab you know kind of grab you like a Barbie doll down there, right? Yeah, yeah. But if if anyone went like under the skirt, skirt and then tried to that is so much violation i didn't even think about it in yeah. that sure sense. yeah i didn't, didn't want to think sorry, sorry that we thought about that terrible stuff fucking rapist uh, yeah. oh america good job everybody uh buy yeah. some tickets uh well yeah no I, I looked at someone's confused and stuff i'm all i'm confused this has been the alta cast i don't know what's going on in the it, world why why we why we've all decided that celebrity is the new everything oprah we ain't have, gonna run well and oprah i know you're not listening to this <laughs> but if you do want to run which i would support if you get some political experience now Right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe you don't run until 2024. Maybe you go be a senator or be in the House of Representatives or be a mayor or do or something. Or give me a brand new car. Yeah. Give a That's a good Oprah voice. Um, Thank you. But if she goes out and does some public service and shows that she has a mind for politics, I mean, I'm sure she does. I'm sure she'd be great. 
But I, just have a little experience. I just thought of this. I just, it just came to me. So she's friends with the Obamas, right? Mm-hmm. So what she, if she did run, she would get Michelle and Barack to help her out. And maybe one of them could go into, like, you know, Secretary of State or oh, some shit. Like, yeah, and sure. they'll, they'll yeah. be schooling her. Yeah, wow, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because though Barack can't run for president again, I think he can still be a part of Absolutely. government. And Absolutely. then Michelle, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Well, I wish Michelle would run into now that. Now that's sexy. Yeah. I, I mean, she's if if there was a candidate mm-hmm. I could get behind, it would definitely be But they be ain't ready Michelle. for that. Or are you? Why? I don't Why know. I, I think every every suburban white woman loves Oprah more than Michelle. Interesting. I, just because... Come on. Don't you remember her audience? All those right, ha- right. those housewives. No, no, everyone from- loves Oprah. I mean, everyone. Every, I, I love Oprah. I, I think Oprah's the thing is Oprah. Good, she's great. Oprah and then Michelle. Definitely. But Oprah, I think, number one. I think if she was to run, she would definitely win. She just, she, she yeah. just crosses everybody yeah. she, she, in a positive, you know. Yeah, but she's, yeah, she's that, a good egg. She, But the Obama, I'm like, I just but thought about that. But still having some real political I, knowledge, yes. experience, and clout. Run for Senate. Shit. Couldn't hurt anybody. I mean, because we're, that's what we're, I think that's what we're realizing now in year two here of the 45 disaster is that he really. <laughs> Has no idea what's going on. Mm-mm. So, no. I'm, you know, somebody need to go so to jail, that. though. Somebody, somebody need to go to jail. Somebody need to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, and not not poor people. Like, I mean, abolish all jails, everybody. Let's. Uh, hey, go out and be nice to somebody, and uh, we'll see you guys next year, next year, next week <laughs> on the Alta Cast. Yeah, we will. This week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Work. Bye. Toodles. And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Seth brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night. We've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop.